This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Grand Lighthouse Coffee. Grand Lighthouse Coffee is the e-commerce business that sells certified organic fair trade coffee, either whole bean or grinded. Chemicals do not touch the beans, and the farmers who grow the green coffee are paid and treated fairly. Coffee beans are made to order so you will get freshly roasted beans no later than seven days after being roasted. Grand Lighthouse also provides memberships for families and businesses depending on how much coffee you purchase per month. For more information and updates, follow like them on Instagram, Facebook at Grand Lighthouse Coffee or visit their website at GrandLighthouseCoffee.com and don't forget to use your promo code EastWest to get 10% off. Scouts over lied on heavily when evaluating talent. Teens should be drafting for the future and not just immediate needs. It all starts with the quarterback position. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast. I am your host, Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me are my co-hosts, Jerry Martinez and Kendall Whitley. How are you guys doing? Hey, man, I'm doing great, man. It's week one. It's, a, it's been a long wait. We better, start, we better be playing some football, guys. Man, I think you just stole the words right out of my mouth, man. I mean, football just two days away, man. You know what? I'm not. I'm. I'm not any. I'm just. I, I'm just happy to see. I don't care that it's the Houston Texans or the Kansas City Chiefs, but damn, what a way to start it off! And uh, let's go, man. Let's get this going. Yes. All right, guys. We have a lot to talk about, so let's get started. The Broncos have confirmed that pass rusher Vaughn Miller is out for the season with a tendon injury. This is going to be a huge blow to that Denver Broncos defense. Yeah, me personally, I think it sucks, man. I mean, for the Broncos, me personally, I had high expectations for Denver Broncos this year. I mean, they come back with, you know, Drew Law in his second. It'd be his first full year with, with the Broncos, Jerry Judy, KJ Hampton. I mean, they got Bradley Chill coming back from injury. They were going to have Vaughn Miller back, but, you know, he's, he's going to be out for the year or so. It's it's very it's a very unfortunate situation for the Broncos. I think they're going to take us another step back this year. Um, the defense it was kind of I mean they kind of came along late last year, but now this I mean this is devastating for Denver. I mean I think I still have a high hope for the offense and the young playmakers that's around Drew Lock, but I mean the defense I mean that's that's going to be a huge loss. Yeah, I mean if there's only if there's only you know a couple words I could say about Von Miller as a player or even as a player as an individual is. Man, they struck gold when they when they drafted Vaughn Miller. You know, uh, I think that he's been the stalemate of that defense. You know, without him, that thing is not that engine cannot run fu- functional. And because of him, he was he was the main reason why the Broncos were able to make pushes into the playoffs. So this is devastating news. You know, especially especially I think he's what thirty one. Uh, hopefully, he will be able to recover, bounce back, and and next year just tear it up, be be the Vaughn Miller of old. And I believe this is a contract year for him, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So, um, just puts him in a really bad position. We'll see if Denver is going to end up resigning him. Also, the Arizona Cardinals and wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins agreed to a tier contract extension worth fifty four point five million dollars. He looks like he's got got his money finally. The interesting part about this is DeAndre Hopkins. He's different. He didn't have an agent. He he just he negotiated his own contract. He didn't have he didn't have his agent. He did he did his own contract. I mean, he got a no trade clause. He got a, a few a few more a few more clauses in this deal, and he got top dollar. He got his money. So, 
I mean, I don't know. If, I guess that was the one of his biggest issues when it was in Houston, or I don't know if it was his contract or his relationship with Bill O'Brien, but I mean, he's a Cardinal. Kyler Murray is his quarterback. He got Fitzgerald and Kirk beside him. That's going to be a good offense. I can't wait to see Hopkins and see what he does for the um, Cardinals this year. It was really a great move by the Cardinals. I mean, they locked him up. I, I believe he's actually locked up for five years. And the last co- the last two years, he'll be making an uh, average annual salary of like 27.5 mil. But if you average it out, he's going to still be averaging about 18 million a year. If you average the entire salary, uh, the actual salary, uh, the extension out, because he still has three years plus the, the, this is two years. So that's why it's five. But man, what a great key piece for Kyler Murray. And I'll tell you this, I think Kyler Murray is going to continue to just become a superstar in this league. Yes, most definitely. Also, Pittsburgh Steelers and defensive lineman Cameron Hayward agreed to a four-year extension worth $71.4 million. Another guy that got his money. Yes, Cam Hayward. Man, he's what he, I think he is underrated. I, th- I think he's underrated. He deserves a lot more credit than what, than what he gets. He's been a long time anchor on that Pittsburgh Steelers D line, and he got his money. And he's going more like he's probably going to retire a Steeler. It's very interesting because he thought this was just, this was going to be his last year with the Steelers. I read it. I seen that today. So I mean, it's 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 a good move for the Steelers. A good deal for Cameron Hayward. And he gets to he, he gets to stay there along with Steph, with Stephon Tuitt and um you know, Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt. That deep, that still defense, they're going to be something to reckon with this year. For sure. Uh, you know, he's 31 years old. I mean, who says that 31 is too old? Obviously not the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they know exactly if you want your pass rushers to have success in this league, especially when you're running that 34, you know, a 34 defense, you need to have a you got you to have a solid defensive line that will allow to allow your linebackers to get free and to get home to the quarterback. And that's exactly what the Steelers did by re-signing them. Yes. And finally, Jadavion Clowney has found a team. It wasn't the team that we expected last week in the New Orleans Saints. It looks like he's going to end up being with the Tennessee Titans. It looks like the Saints were not going down with, without a fight with this deal. I mean, they really wanted – they was trying to pull, pull some old trick out of the hat just to get with this – just to get just to get this deal. I heard he was trying to trade something to Cleveland – well, or the agreed to agree to, to some draft pick conversation with Cleveland so Cleveland could sign Clowney and trade him to the Saints. I mean, it was a crazy. It was, it's crazy how the Saints were trying to come up with ways to get him. But, hey, he's a Tennessee Titan, and I think he's going to be pretty good. I think that's a great fit Great fit with him. He gets to reunite with Matt, uh, Mike Vrabel, his former coach in Houston. So, I mean, hey, man, Jadavion Clowney with the Titans, they got a young defense. Um, they returned some starters. They got they still got Byers back there and Malcolm Butler and Dory Jackson. And they got Rashawn Evans at linebacker. So that's gonna be a um, I think it's a great move for Clowney. He got his money. It, it's a one year deal, but it, he got paid. I mean, what you expect? He set out all he set out all, all off season. So I, I like the move for the Titans. You know, honestly, it's wow. It took this long to get this for oh for former first round overall pick, right? to get signed. And yeah, it, it's kind of crazy when you actually read into that story. So basically the Saints were trying to do what they do in the NBA, a sign and trade. And the NFL said no. So that's the only reason, but he was going to be a Saint if they said yes. That's how intense this came down to. So, wow, it was just a bizarre story. I, re- I, I, you, everybody should just go out there and just read it. It's just, it's, it's unique. It's great that the Saints are being innovative, right? Cause it would have helped them. As, as far as their sal- keep their salary down. But unique story. 
Yes, also, I mean, the other interesting uh, nugget I feel like is that he's going to be playing his former team uh, twice a year in the Houston Texans, so that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Also, Yannick Ndokwe has been traded to the Minnesota Vikings, and he finally got his wishes, not a Jacksonville Jaguar anymore. Yeah, I'm, it's a small move, man. It kind of went on the radar because, man, you know, we had a Fournette signing. I mean, what are the Jaguars doing? They're getting rid of everybody. We had the Fournette signing. We got we had the clowny news, and then everything's been going on this week. So, I mean, um, that, that kind of got it flown on the radar. But, yes, that's what you need uh, in Dark Way. He was traded to Minnesota Vikings, young defense, a young secondary. I mean, I can't wait to see how he played this year. And, hey, we're going we to get an early test of what uh, you need in Dark Way is going to do Sunday because they play um, – you know, the guy from Green Bay, he comes to visit Minnesota. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they come to Minnesota this week. It's going to be one of my sneakers. We'll be talking about later on the show, but it's going to be a, a nice game of the week. Can't wait to see what happens there. Yeah, I mean, finally, another another story, right? I mean, he's he's a young he's a young pass rusher. I, I don't think that his, his game has evolved completely, but, I mean, he's going to get you eight to ten sacks, you know, annually. And for him to for him to actually lower his deal down to make this trade happen, that's even more unique. It just tells you about the culture in Jacksonville. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yes, and speaking about players getting paid, Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans agreed a four-year deal worth $160 million. So it looks like Deshaun Watson also finally got his money. Yes, um, my knock on Deshaun Watson. I mean, he's a great player. What, what did Dabo Swanee say when he was coming out of college? Yeah, yes, yeah, it could be Michael Jordan. So, I mean, um, Deshaun Watson got paid. I mean, I, li- I like his supporting cash. I mean, I think, and I said it's early in the year. Oh, hold on, hold on real quick. So, it sounds like you're, you don't think he's worth the money? Is that what it sounds like? No, I'm not. So, I'm just talking about his supporting cash. I don't feel he – I mean, he traded – they traded Hopkins. I think he has a, he have a bunch of number twos surrounding him. You got Kenny Steele, he's not a one. Um, Will Fuller, he's not a one. Randall Carr, Brendan, they got a bunch of. Um, Brendan Cooks can't stay out the doctor's office. He he can't he can't stay. He's always hurt. So I mean, um, so he got he got a bunch of number twos, but they they got some speed there. Then they added David Johnson to the offseason. So I mean, it'll be very interesting to see what the Houston Texans do this year. But hey, how about this, Deshaun Watson? How about okay, they rewarded you with a contract. How about you come out Thursday night and reward the team? with an upset win over the Kansas City Chiefs. That would be an ultimate, that would be an ultimate tone setter right there. And I, you know, we'll get to that later on the show, but I think that might be something that might happen this Thursday. No, yeah. I mean, overall, I what I see Deshaun Watson, he's one of the toughest SOBs out there in the NFL. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Man, that guy could take a hit and come away with a win. So uh, I think that, if anything, the Houston Texans, we want to be critical of all the bad decisions they made this offseason. This is probably one of the best ones. And you know what? I feel bad for teams that, that are coming up. I mean, it just shows you if you're if you're if it's time for you to pay your quarterback, you're gonna to have to pay top dollar for your quarterback. Yeah, most definitely. But I mean, I definitely think he's worth the money. Oh, yeah. um, I just wish Houston would have done a little bit of a better job. Uh, you know, giving him a better supporting cast than what he does, that than what he has right now. Not to say they're bad, but I mean, you know, you trade away his best wide receiver, you know, this offseason. So we'll, we'll see how this season pans out for the Houston Texans. Join us tonight is our eastwestfootballnetwork.com 
fantasy football guru, Isaac Durham. How are you doing, Isaac? Good. How are you guys doing? Great. Great. Real good, Appreciate man. your time. Yeah, thank you, guys. I don't know about guru, but I, you know, I try my best, though. <laughs> I don't know, but you're going to help me win a lot this year, all because of your advice. Well, hey, not, not just you, goal. Jerry. Not just you, Jerry, but all our listeners. So let's go ahead and start this off. So obviously tomorrow night's uh, opening night. So we got the Kansas City Chiefs against the Houston Texans. Who, who are some players maybe we should look into maybe starting tomorrow night? Well, I think it's always hard with week one. You know, you don't look at past uh, couple weeks, what's happening, what are the trends, who's getting more of the snaps. But if we go back to last season, the last time they matched up, you know, when Houston blew that huge lead and the, the Chiefs just looked so dominant in the second half, it's hard to pass up, you know, a Patrick Mahomes or even a Deshaun Watson at quarterback if you have one of those guys. Obviously start them pretty much no matter, like, who they're playing at any week. You want to start them, have them in your lineup. But I think the safe guy would be um, tight end Travis Kelsey. Um, it seems like he is the most consistent Kansas City receiving option on that team. You know, there's there's weeks where McCole Hardman will go off or Tyreek Hill, but Travis Kelsey seems like the most consistent player on that team. And then for Houston, um, look for uh, like a surprising pick. Look for Will Fuller to have a better week. Um, you know, Brandon Cooks seems like he's going to be limited or even out in the first week. So um, Will Fuller is that type of player that, you know, Deshaun Watson loves to target down the field as a deep threat option. Um, so he's he's another guy to keep in mind. And then David Johnson, he's going to he's gonna have a different outlook at, as a different running back on this team. You know, he was on the Cardinals last year and had to play with Drake once he got traded over there. So expect David Johnson to kind of mold into that running back that we were kind of used to a, a few years ago. Maybe not as good, but he'll, he'll definitely see a lot more touches than he has in the previous years. What, what do you think of Clyde Edwards-Alaire? So I'm never really too high on rookies, and especially with this year, you know, with the OTAs and the training camp that the rookies didn't get to be too involved in, but it really helped um, his value with Damian Williams opting out for the year. Um, you know, Andy Reid's going to get the guy the ball. The, I said in my, my most uh, recent article, the last time we saw a rookie running back start week one for Andy Reid was Kareem Hunt. And uh, – we, we all remember what happened in that game a few years ago it's against New England. I think he had like 15 carries, 150-something yards, 98 receiving yards, and like three total touchdowns after fumbling on the first play. Um, I'm not going to say that he's going to pop off and do something quite like that, but he will definitely be involved in that offense. Andy Reid's going to find any way to get him involved early on. Yeah, that's a really good point. We actually just talked about that um maybe like 20 minutes ago, um, you know, we talked about the Chiefs had a huge game against the, the Patriots a couple of years back, and it was Kareem Hunt that had a lot of those uh, carries, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think Andy Reid loves Clyde Edwards-Hilaire even more than he did with Kareem Hunt because he kind of reminds him of that Brian Westbrook type of running back that he had back in Philly. So, like I said, just – either running or, or catching the ball, this, this guy's going to get touches every week. What are some other players that, that we should maybe look into starting uh, this week one? 
So, I mean, you have your obvious players, like I said, with Mahomes and Watson. Um, another quarterback that I would look at uh, is Carson Wentz. He enjoyed most of his success last season against Washington, and he is playing them in the first week. And in his two matchups with them, he threw for 579 yards and six touchdowns with no picks. So he absolutely dominates this team. Um, as far as like a running back that, you know, you wouldn't really think would have an amazing game, but you're, you know, you're unsure um, if you should start him or not. Um, I would go with, you know, a guy like James White, who's kind of like that gadget running back that can be a receiver. And a lot of people are down on him this year because, you know, he's used to Tom Brady being his quarterback, but now he has Cam and Cam's really used to, you know, relying on his running backs a lot as well. And there's kind of an issue right now with the Patriots running back as far as injuries, you know, Sony Michelle seems like he's going to be limited. Um, they were very high on Damian Harris in training camp. And then now he's on the IR. So I think James White against the Miami Dolphins is a very good matchup. Um, and then as far as wide receivers, um, you know, you can go through the list of big names, you know, like uh, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Devonte Adams, all those guys. Um, but an, a guy that I think people should be more high on for week one is uh, a Jarvis Landry type going against uh, Baltimore this week. Baltimore has, you know, a stout defense as we saw last season, but Jarvis Landry's two games that he had the most productive fantasy value were against the Baltimore Ravens last year where he, um, he caught 15 passes for 241 total yards. So Landry's a guy that, I'm pretty high on week one as well. What's going on with you, Isaac? Hey, Kendall, what's up? Doing good, doing good. Hey, man, it's week one. It's free. It's, I'm ready for some football, man. I'm just so excited, man. I just – I can't wait, man. I, I just can't wait for it. But um, anyways, I want to – give me somebody to stay away from this week in week one in the fantasy. Just, I mean, just stay away. Don't even – don't think about playing I would probably say A.J. Green is the first thing that comes to mind. Um, you know, he – it seems like he hasn't been on the field in quite some time. And he's going to be, you know, healthy again for the first time in a while, week one start, and he's going to have a different quarterback that he hasn't had a lot of time um, practicing with. And it seems like in the past couple of years that Tyler Boyd – has kind of taken over as that number one option coming off two seasons in a row of a thousand yard seasons. Um, so yeah, I think AJ Green is the guy that I would stay away from, you know, maybe he does surprise some people, but he's not like a for sure lock. Like you would think when you hear the name AJ Green. And I'm gonna keep it with a wide receiver there. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about the Patriots. I know we just talked about James White. Um, Nikhil Harry. I mean, he's, Julian Edelman is obviously the, num the number one receiver. He's a slot receiver for the Patriots. Nikhil Harry, he's a first-round pick from last year. They're expecting big, tremendous things from him this year. With Cam, I mean, he didn't he didn't have the success with Tom Brady. He was hurt last year coming in. Came in late. He was kind of behind. Um, how do you think? How do you think he will do this year in fantasy wise for the Patriots? I mean, they're he has a big upside. They're expecting big things from him. Yeah, and I expect bigger things from him as well. You know, he was in one of my articles for the five underrated players going into the season. Um, you know, I think I had him like third on the list or something, but you know, he, he is a guy that has a lot of talent and the Patriots never go out and draft a wide receiver 
in the first round. And we saw that last season and there was high expectations from him last year. And like you said, you know, he had an injury riddled season. We didn't get to see him a lot when he did come back. He was behind on the depth chart. He didn't really have a, like a, a good chance to show his potential. And now he has a fresh start um, on a Patriots team that just, you know, cut Muhammad Sanu. So that's going to provide more opportunities for him. So I think he is going to be a good fantasy wide receiver. Um, maybe not someone that you start every week with full confidence, like, oh, I got Harry, like I'm going to put him in. But maybe a good plug-in guy or guy that, you know, matches up well against the other team. Isaac. How you doing, hey, man? Good. How are you, Jerry? Good, man. Hey, Isaac, real quick, man. I mean, you've been doing this with us for, for oh, what, oh, a little over a couple months now? Yeah, a few months now, yep. A couple months, right? And let me ask you something, man. I mean, I because mean, we get to see, you know, we get to see some certain things, you know, some insights and whatnot. What from, from, I mean, you've, you've, you've achieved some success with, you know, with all your, your work and it's really good stuff. And it's very, it gives us a lot of knowledge. Uh, what is, what has been the biggest surprise from, you know, from the traffic that you've been able to bring in, you know, like people that actually reading the articles and what, what's, what is the biggest surprise to you? I guess, you know, the biggest surprise would be so far, and I guess I wasn't ready for that question, but would be <laughs> the the different people that, you know, text me and they're just like, hey, like they fully trust me. They're like, hey, what should I do in this situation with yeah. fantasy? And these are guys that maybe I like I grew up with and they never really, you know, maybe I went against them as a kid. Yeah. Um, and then now they're just texting me. They're sending me pictures of their teams or like showing me their free agents. And they're like, you know, hey, who should I pick up? And it's just like, wow, like people actually trust me and people are reading my articles and you know friends and family are spreading the word to other people and I have you know friends friends texting me or or contacting me and asking me for advice so I think that's the biggest surprise but like the best feeling from doing all of this I I like that people trust me that yeah I mean I trust you I mean I took a lot of your advice I I, I love your articles I think that um I like the 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 way that you're able to give us that insight. Right. And, and, and I know that, that, that you have a, a, another role coming up pretty soon. People stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. Uh, but let me get back to it. Uh, get back to you for a moment. Overall, long-term, you know, what's the goal for Isaac Durham? What is his, what is, what is the long-term goal? Well, I think the long-term goal would to be writing about any subject of the NFL and getting paid you know, and just telling people like, hey, this is my job. And it doesn't even feel like a job. It feels like a hobby. You know, this is something that I probably would do for free. And then I get paid to do it. Like that would just be a dream come true. And it doesn't even have to be that like, you know, I get famous or anything like that. I just want to help people and I want to do what I love and just, you know, write about the NFL. That's all I could ask for. Man, you know what? You are on the right track, man. And not only that, but your work ethic. I want, I mean, if there's one thing everybody that's listening out there is I'm going to just, I'm, I, I admire this. Isaac has one of the best work ethics I've ever seen in anybody. I mean, he's a go-getter. I mean, he, and I love the way he bounces ideas back and forth. And I mean, he has total freedom here, but I love how he'll bounce back and forth the ideas. I'm like, man, that's a brilliant idea. So uh, I, I know that you, that's exactly what you're going to be doing, Isaac. And, uh, you know, and, and, and the good thing is that 
that I mean, you're 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 already doing it, right? And that's the that's the that's the great thing. And then you know, and the very end, it'll be there. But thank you so much, Isaac, for everything you've done. Yeah, I truly appreciate the kind words, Jerry. Thank you. Yes, sir. Let's predict week one NFL games. Let's start off with the Thursday night kickoff game. Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Jerry, who do you have? Let's go with the Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champs. Everybody got, I mean, they literally retained, what, 20 of the 22 stars of last year? I mean, you're bringing back the team reloaded, repaid, right? And repaid. it looks like, it looks like they 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 want to win and they want to go back to back, and so I say watch out, Kansas City Chiefs. Thirty-one twenty Chiefs. I think the Chiefs they're they're gonna they're gonna put the lead back on those opening Thursday night. It's gonna be a good it's gonna be a big it's gonna be a big game a big a big calling out party for the Chiefs. And keep an eye on this guy, McCole Harmon. He's gonna have a big game. And I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Houston Texans and an upset win. Um, the, the Texans and the Chiefs played last year in the playoffs. Uh, Texans should have won that game, uh, but they were not able to maintain that lead. But I think the Sean Watson and company will, will take the, the W on Thursday. New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that's, a, that's a pretty good one. Um, that's AFC East, battles, AFC East battle. I'm going to Buffalo Bills. Uh, I mean, the Jets are going to be the Jets. Bills much improved. And they got something to prove this year with the Patriots kind of on the downfall. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills, 31-17. Let me go ahead and go with the actual Buffalo Bills as well. Um, I think that this this game is actually going to be um, it's going to be a, a lot tougher for the Jets than 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 expected. I think the Bills are going to be a lot tougher of a team for uh, a lot of them within the actual division. So uh, I, I like what they did this off season. I think uh, Buffalo comes away. And I want to go with the Buffalo Bills as well. Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook. He didn't get his money, but hey, he's, he's going to ball this game. And Justin Jefferson, rookie wide receiver. And, oh, yeah, let's not forget about Adam Thielen, a young and improved defense with the Minnesota Vikings at secondary. I'm going to Vikings. I'm going to go with the Packers. The Packers are – I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers, who's pissed. And you're going to see an Aaron Rodgers, like, of the old. Uh, I think that they brought out a monster in Aaron Rodgers. I think that he's always done a great job as far as putting, you know, making the, the right throw for his for his player to, to put that team into, into position to win. And I feel that this is going to be a statement game, especially in the, in the division. And I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. I think they're going to have a problem uh, stopping uh, Dalvin Cook in the running game. Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington – I was going to say Redskins, but they're not the Redskins anymore. The Washington team. Yeah. Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz. They got, they got a couple injuries there. Deshaun Watson – I mean, Deshaun Jackson comes back for, for the first game this year. All that speed. They drafted Watkins, um, Quiz Watkins and John Hightower – Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. There's nothing else to say. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Eagles. Also, the reason being is that they've had that coaching staff intact for, you know, what is it, three, four years now. So they, every player knows, aside from the uh, rookies, every player knows exactly, you know, their their job. They know their job. So I think that this is going to be an easier win than the Washington team because they have a new coaching staff 
they're going to run a, 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 I believe, a base 4-3. So there's going to be some bumps in the road. I do think that Washington does have some some good pieces in place for the future, but it's going to take them some time to gel. And I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. This is my upset of the week. I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. Week, with this week one, the Cleveland Browns lately – yeah, always that Ravens. Yeah, I was playing. I think they got them last year, the first game. Yeah, yeah they, they, they got them last year. But I'm going. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'm sorry, Kendall. And I am going to go with the Cleveland Browns as well as an upset. Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, Phillip Rivers, Michael Pittman Jr. A young and improved defense, Colts. And we already know the Jaguars are dumpster fire. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts. I think that uh, it, uh, we can all see the writings on the wall. Jaguar wants Trevor Lawrence. They want, you know, one of the top quarterbacks. They're going to – this – I mean, as much as no team likes to admit it, they're tanking. And I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts as well. Watch out for a big game from uh, Jonathan Taylor, rookie running back. Ooh, that's a bold statement right there. Las Vegas Raiders at the Carolina Panthers. I'm going with the Carolina Panthers in this game. Teddy Bridgewater, Robbie Anderson. I mean, the, the Panthers. Hey, listen, everybody's talking about – in that NFC, everybody's talking about Tampa, Tampa and Atlanta and New Orleans. Hey, man, the, the Panthers, they might do something this year. I think week one, lock them in for a win, 28-20. It's going to be a close game, though, close game. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go ahead and say it with the Raiders on this one. I like, I like, I like, I alluded to earlier. It's very hard for a team that has a new coaching staff to to gel that quick. And uh, I mean, there's new faces in almost every position for the Panthers. As much as I want to give them credit, I think they need some time to gel. I think that that those predictions would be better uh, towards maybe the the middle of the season. Right now, the Raiders, they. They're bringing back the same quarterback, same offensive line, same running back, and a revamped defense. So I think the the Raiders are going to win this game. Let's not forget about the, the Las Vegas Raiders. They have to travel all the way from the West Coast. What they what they say about those teams traveling for the, to them early one o'clock games? They always struggle. So I think this right here, this this one is right is a right one for the pick for the pick. I'm going to Panthers. I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, <laughs> watch out for a big game for Derek Carr. Permitting the weather, um, I, I did see that there's some rain to be expected during the game. But nonetheless, the Las Vegas Raiders, Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. That's a that's a pick'em game. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Detroit Lions. I'm going Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford. I mean, they had a they had a pretty good draft. The Bears, they don't know what they got going on there. I'm, I'm gonna go with Detroit Lions. I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Detroit Lions. They got Matt Stafford back. I mean, anytime you have Stafford, he's going to give you a, a fighting chance to win that game. And that's the one thing that, you know, the Bears, if they put, if they put Nick Foles in, I think it's a different game. But they already said the Sarah's going to be MVP Mitch Trubisky. And I'm going to go with Chicago Bears. I think Mitch is going to have a big game. It's going to surprise a lot of people. Wow. Week one, at least. Seattle Seahawks at the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh, another early game. Another one of my upsets of the week, Atlanta. I'm going to Falcons. I'm going to Falcons. Home game. Seattle came in there last year and put a thumping on them last year. Kind of embarrassed Atlanta. I think Atlanta, they improved in the offseason a little bit. They got a whole lot of first-round picks. So, I think um, 
they got a whole lot of first round picks playing on this on the team this year that they signed in free agency. Um, I think the Falcons they're gonna win this game. It'd be a close game coming down to the fourth fourth quarter. Falcons defense gets a turnover and they win. I think that this is easy for me. You, I, I got the Seahawks. They got Russell freaking Wilson. I mean, that guy, he doesn't know how to lose. All he knows how to do is win. And I know he came up short last, last season, but, I mean, dang. I mean, that's a quarterback that knows how to keep his game, his team in it. And not only in it, but he has a killer instinct to win it. So uh, let's go with the Seahawks. And I am going to go with the Seattle Seahawks as well. The Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Uh, this is a AFC's battle, second AFC, AFC's battle of the week. You know, you got the Bills and the Jets going on, and you got the Dolphins and the Patriots. This is a revenge game for week 17. The Patriots had yeah. number two year, but uh, thanks to the Dolphins and picks Patrick from last year, they had us um, – we had we had to play on Wild Card Weekend, and we all know everyone there. Patriots – um, they got rid of the guy. He's in Tampa Bay. This is going to be Cam Newton's debut with the Patriots, and I'm all aboard. I think I think they got it. Keep an eye on the Kira Harry. I think he's going to go for five catches and 80-plus yards. Patriots win by 10 points. I'm going with the Patriots. I think that – I think the Patriots are going to be – as much as I want to go Dolphins, I'm going to go with Patriots on this one. I just think that the energy that Cam Newton is bringing to his team – it's 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 opening everybody's eyes, even even from the head coach to all the all the veterans on that team. I mean, his his energy is contagious, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the new uh, New England Patriots as well. The Los Angeles Chargers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Chargers by two touchdowns. Yeah i I want to make a bold one. And I think that this is the one to do it. I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one. Joe Burrow is going to show who he is, and this is game we, is going to be a state game. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers, and I think Austin Eckler is going to have a big game for them, not only in the running game, but also in the passing game. This is one of my favorite games of the week. Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. I think the Cardinals, they're going to be good this year, but week one, no offseason like that. I mean, DeAndre Hockey, he just got his money. 49ers, are, the Cardinals not quite there with the Niners. They're not quite there yet. They're, I think they're too physical with them. Um, I just, I think 49ers, then they, they're coming off that Super Bowl loss, so you know they're going to come out, man. Keep an eye on Javon Kendall. Off this, off of this, he's going to have a big game. Um, George Kittle. And, hey, I think Debo Samuel might play, but I don't know. But I'm going to 49ers by 10 points. No, I'm going with the Cardinals. That defense, there was something unique about that defense, especially towards the end of the year. And you know what? They were stopping the 49ers run. Mm-hmm. So they're going to force the 49ers to pass. The Cardinals are going to win this one. Kyler Murray is going to show off against his defense as well. Give me the Arizona Cardinals. Kenyon Drake, two touchdowns. Ooh. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. Now this, I feel like, is going to be a good old shootout. Um, if I'm a New Orleans Saints fan or a New Orleans Saints player or team representative, I'm sick of all this mess by the Buccaneers. We've been hearing all off season about oh, Tom Brady's here. They got Fournette, they got Godwin, Evans, and Gronk. I mean, we can go on down the line. And 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 the Saints are just like, hold on, do y'all do y'all not forgetting? I mean, who who's controlled this division the last few years? Oh, uh, we're Drew we're Drew Brees and the, we're the Saints. 
we're still in this division. You're not about to just come here and just take over. So I'm going – I think the Saints the Saints are going to win. I think Tom Brady throws two interceptions. I think um, I think Drew Brees is going to light that – he he's going to light the kitchen on that defense. Drew Brees is going to light it, and I can't wait. I'm going to have my popcorn ready. I'm going to I'm going I'm I'm to be a Saints fan on Sunday. I'm going <laughs> to be a Saints. It's going to be – I think it's a Saints 31-36. Well, I mean, this game right here has to be one of the hardest to to choose by. But go ahead and give me the Buccaneers. And I think Tom Brady's going to show show off that he is the GOAT. Yeah, give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brady throws three touchdowns on that New Orleans Saints defense. Sunday Night Football. Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams. Going, how about them Cowboys? I'm going with the Cowboys 27 17. The Rams, I think, I'm not gonna say they're in rebuild, but I think they're probably like the worst team in their division because the division has gotten better. Um, who's gonna be the number one wide receiver? You draft Van Jefferson, Van Jefferson, you still got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, um, you got Eric, you got um, Randalls or whatnot. Um, who's gonna be the who's gonna be running back? I mean, you still got Henderson and they draft the Acres, but their defense, they, they lost a lot of pieces on defense. Um, Jalen Ramsey, who's gonna cover? But um, I think I think it, it, the Cowboys gonna win by ten points. Late, and it's gonna be a call now. Cowboys can get the first win in that stadium and keep an eye on CD Lamb. That rookie, he's gonna go off. I'm calling for him to go for. I think he's going off hundred yards. He's going over hundred yards Sunday night. So this is a very tough choice for me. You know, no, I, no, it's not. Come on, I, I'm a Cowboys fan, and I understand about having a new coaching staff. But I will tell you this, there's a little bit of madness to Mike McCarthy's uh, way of coaching. If you notice, the one thing that he did was he said, okay, I'm going to make sure that my offense is my offense is secured. So I'm going to go ahead and keep my offensive coordinator from the year, the year before. So I think that the, as far as the offense, they'll have some wrinkles. But you know what? It's still, it's still not one of those type of new transitions. They're still going to know the – they're probably a couple of verbiages, but I'll tell you this, that is going to be one of the most potent offenses in the entire league. And that defense, that defense, especially with the latest, that late addition of Everson Griffin, I think that they're going to be a force to reckon with, especially not only that, not only in their own division, but in the entire conference. And I wouldn't, I would, I'm going to go on the limb there. I'm going to say this. I wouldn't be surprised if Earl Thomas is not a cowboy within, within the second week of the season. And I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys Rams. Who's going to cover who? You got Amari Cooper. Well, he, he is playing on the road. Might struggle. You, you have Kitty Lamb, you know, top one of the top rookie wide receivers in the league now. And then we have Michael Gallup. You have Zeke Elliott. Too many weapons. And the, I believe the Rams do not have the defense to, to stop them. So I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. Pittsburgh Steelers at the New York Giants. Big Ben, first game back this year. Monday night football. Hey, Big Ben's back. He's going to bring that energy. Expect Juju Smith to have a big season and a big game. Um, keep an eye on Deontay Johnson at wide, at wide receiver, second-year player. Um, I think um, James Conner, he's going to go. He's, I think he's going off this game. That, I don't like that. I don't trust that Giants defense well so bit. Um, I'm giving, give me the Steelers by 10. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Steelers on this one. I think that once now you have your quarterback, right? You have you have your quarterback, you have your running back, and you like you said, you have your wide receivers right in place. 
I think that that offense is going to be just as potent as, as, as in past years, as long as Big Big can stay healthy. And that defense is, is, is one of the – I mean, they're probably what, the top defense ever since they brought in Minka Fitzpatrick, and nothing's changed with the coaching staff. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and go with the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Big Ben versus Daniel Jones. Give me Big Ben. <laughs> Tennessee Titans at the Denver Broncos. Now, we obviously know that Von Miller is going to be out for the year, and he's not going to be able to play. Um, so, what do you guys got? I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans. I know I picked the Broncos in the offseason that they're going to have a big year, but the devastating news with Von Miller, it just it brought my hopes down. I still got high expectations for that offense and um and Jerry Judy, it's mainly, but I'm going with the Titans. Jadavion Clowney, I think it's going to have – I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think it's going to have two sacks. I mean, with three sacks, because that Broncos offensive line is not good. It hasn't been, it hasn't been good for, for the last few years. And A.J. Brown, he's going over 120 yards. He's going to go off. Yeah, I think with the news of Jadavion Clowney being signed, I think that that's giving that defense just the, that edge that they need, maybe even that ed, that edge that they need to get over that hump, right? And uh, for the most part, aside from the right tackle, I mean, the Titans have a really fun offense. You know, they got Ryan Tannehill looks like a solid quarterback. Derrick Henry looks like a like a very dominant running uh, running back, and then you got AJ Brown from last year's draft who emerged as, as to be an actual stud receiver. Then they got Janua Smith. Uh, they're really big on, on that tight end. And you still got, you still got Corey Davis, right? So I think that uh, Tennessee Titans are in the, they, they, they've really built that team the right way. Um, and um, I'm kind of excited to see what they do. And I know that I, I feel very confident that they're going to win this game. Tennessee Titans. And that's going to going to wrap up our week one predictions. Next week, we will go over and see who was more had more games correct. And we're going to be keeping track of this throughout the whole season. And that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this edition of the East-West Football Podcast. For all your latest news and updates, make sure you go to eastwestfootballnetwork.com. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and also our new YouTube channel, eastwestfootballnetwork.com. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Hass Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Welcome to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing today.